This is the last week of our new series titled Not Alone. Uh, we've been talking about mental health struggle and where that fits in with our faith. Um, so if you have any interest in that, you can go back to the previous four weeks. I would encourage you to listen to that if that has been any type of struggle in your life like it has been in mine. Uh, if you have ever tried out for anything in life, okay, whether that be a sports team or a musical or a play or maybe a garage band or something that fits in your life where you had to try out, okay? If you've ever done that in life, you are familiar with the uneasy feeling of trying to impress somebody with your actions and the things that you're doing. You would also be familiar with the fear of making a mistake, right? The entire time you're trying to look for affirmation that you're doing a good job, and for every mistake you make, you're beating yourself up over it like, I can't believe I just did that. I tried out for various sports teams in life. Um, I was, I will say I was lucky enough to never be cut from one. Uh, there was more than a few times where I had a talk with a coach that was like, can you handle all the running? Because <laughs> uh, I've got one more spot and I'd like to give it to you, but I just want to make sure you're committed. And I'm like, everyone's going to hear me breathing, but I will do it. Um, <laughs> Here's the thing. This is the cool thing about God. There's no need to impress God the Father or Christ the Son with our actions. Our standing is perfected and secured and solidified through Jesus Christ. And so today we look at that. It's the last thing we're looking at. The, the fact that no matter how we're feeling inside or the things that we're going through or even the things that we do in the positive, those things don't have any bearing on the fact that our prize is secured through Jesus Christ. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So the first thing I want you to know about life Okay, this is life lesson day. The first thing I want you to know about life from this very old soul at 29 years old is this. Keep running your race. Okay, keep running your race no matter what you face. As the scripture just told us, uh, and let us run our race with perseverance, the race marked out for us. Live life with a goal. Okay, live life with a goal. Keep running your race. And this is what I will say continuing with that. I think that life is best lived when we have a goal in mind. When we are working towards something that we can accomplish and then accomplish, there's something that fulfills us when that is in our hearts and in our minds. I did that backwards. It's okay. But there's something about having a purpose that really fills us up and really allows us to feel like we belong here on this place called earth. Here's the thing about goals. It doesn't have to be something major, right? When we think about goal setting in our lives, I think a lot of us think like, I'm going to retire by the time I'm 50, or I'm going to make a million dollars, or I'm going to run a marathon, which to me seems like the most impossible goal in the entire world, because we already talked about the hard breathing, right? But these things, they can be major goals, and we can set out these things and think, well, I've got to do this big thing in order to be fulfilled, but that's not the case. Sometimes it can be something quite simple. Sometimes it's just, maybe I'd like to lose five pounds within the year, <laughs> right? It seems like a manageable enough goal. Maybe it's I'd like to save $500 before I die, right? 
give ourselves a long period of time to accomplish something. Maybe it's something like this. Maybe it's, hey, this entire next week at work, whenever somebody says, hey, Jared, or hey, Jake, I'm going to respond with a smile. I'll say hello, and I'm just going to smile at him. Hey, it's great to see you. Jared, that's a goal you need to win. Jared's like, <laughs> Okay, but maybe it's that simple. It doesn't have to be this big, major, life-changing thing. We can set little goals for ourselves, things that we can accomplish on a daily basis, but life is best lived when we have a goal in mind. See, as people, we seek direction. We want purpose. And when we don't have it, a lot of times it can lead to feelings of depression. When we feel like we're here for nothing, when we feel like, I don't know why I'm here, we feel like I'm wasting my time, it can lead to feelings of depression. I know in my personal struggle, and I've talked about my personal struggle all throughout this, when I have been depressed, part of the issue and the struggle with depression is that you feel like you're not a part of anything. You kind of feel disconnected from everything and everyone. And in those times, that's how I feel. I just feel like I don't really have a place. Right? And I have all these things. I, and I, to be honest, I have purposes. There are goals, but I kind of lose tracks of those things. And I think, I don't know what I think, but, but I'll tell you this. It, it's a really confusing time to feel like there's so many things that I need to live for and accomplish. And yet I just don't feel any purpose or drive or connection to it. It's in those times that we must keep running our race. It's where we have to strive for the light at the end of the tunnel, even if we don't see it. Having faith that it's going to be there every single day, even if it's crawling through that day, we crawl through that day. We don't give up. We keep running our race. We persevere to the end. We find purpose in the little things. And ultimately, we are going to find purpose in Christ. We're going to find purpose in Christ. He's going to give that to you. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more. But I just want you to know if you haven't been told this recently, a couple things. One, God loves you. Two, it's important that you're here. And three, you have purpose. You have purpose. Now, you have an innate purpose that God gives you. And as I said, we're going to talk about that. But you also have purpose in the day-to-day. You can set goals for yourself. You can strive to do things. You can keep pushing through. Run your race. I know it's hard to feel alone and to feel purposeless. I won't ask you to raise your hands, but I also know that I'm not the only person in life who's felt that way. Like I said, the good news is we always have purpose, always. That purpose, which is found in God, and we'll dig deeper, as I've said, this is the third time now, we're going to dig deeper, but that purpose is to run your race. It's to run your race, and each race is unique to each individual, and God has a plan and a purpose for you, and those things you go through, we, we need to make sure that we just push through. Regardless of what you face or feel at any given moment, any given time, push through. Hebrews 10.36 says, You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. In 1 Corinthians 9.24, it tells us, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Push through, fight, don't give up, run your race, 
thrive in the ups, learn from the downs, and whatever you do, don't stop going. Do not stop going. And when you're running that race, fix your eyes on Jesus. If we want to complete our race, we have to fix our eyes on Jesus. Now, I, I, I'll be honest, I haven't been able to run for a prolonged period of time for a while since my back surgery. It was going on two years now. Before, right before the back surgery, I got into running like nobody's business. I loved it. I craved it. I'd be at work all day, sitting in my chair, programming, talking to people that had no clue about their job and me doing it from them remotely and just being frustrated and angry and just thinking, I cannot wait to get home so I can run. A weird thought, I know. Now, I never ran that far, okay? Two miles was my max. I ran it every other day. And I'll say this. Is it a far distance? No. At 280 pounds, it sure feels like it, okay? So, I mean, I was huffing and puffing and kept running my race, pushed through. But I had a strategy. And that's the important part. That's what I'm getting to. I had a strategy to make it through my runs. See, this is what I did. I would fix my eyes on my feet. Now I'll say this, this is not good running form. So it wasn't quite like that, but I would look maybe just a few feet in front of me, right? The last thing I wanted to do was look at the entirety of what I had before me. So I was never looking at, oh, good grief, look how far that is. That looks like it is forever away, okay? So I would just focus on, on the ground a few feet, five, six feet in front of me and keep telling myself I could do it. I prayed a lot during runs. Lord, my hip feels like it's about to explode. Please help. You know, that type of thing. Or I hope somebody along this path has an oxygen or a defibrillator just in case. Like those were some of the prayers and thoughts that went through my mind. But here's the thing. If I looked at that task as a whole, as a complete thing, it was overwhelming. It was overwhelming. Even now, I think about running two miles and I sort of want to hyperventilate. But if I would just focus on the next few steps, the next task in front of me, all of a sudden I'd find myself at the end. And I did it. And I accomplished it. And I finished my race, so to speak. And so as we run our race, my suggestion is this, that we focus on Christ as our means to get through. I'll also say this, just like for me, that was a really practical step of how I was going to get through my run. There are practical steps to how we overcome in life. And we've talked about that in this series, okay? I think one of the biggest downfalls in the church, and I've said this, is that we see struggles, and, and I'm not saying cross point. When I say the church, I mean like the overall huge thing that is the Christian church. One of the biggest struggles that we face is, hey, when, you, when you're down, when you're struggling, when you're fighting through something, when you're just feeling disconnected, you just need to look to Jesus. Okay? Now hear me. I'm not belittling that. In fact, I'm arguing that that is exactly what we need to do. But it may only be part of what you need to do. There are real practical steps that we as Christians can take to help us overcome the things that we face in life. That may be medication. Maybe. That may be counseling. Okay, maybe some sort of exercise regimen. There may be something else in life that you need to put in place so that you have safeguards that help you get through the day-to-day -day struggle that we all face. And sometimes the harder struggle that only few face. So there's real practical steps. But here is the truth. Here is the truth. We all need Jesus. 
Hear me on that? We all need Jesus. All the time. All the time. That doesn't belittle maybe our need for other means of helping in life. But at no point in that time is it, well, I don't really need Jesus because I've got this pill. Right? Or I don't really need Jesus because I'm talking to a guy about it. Or a girl about it. But there's got to be balance. As people of faith, we must remain people of faith. And yes, in those times, we must cling and lean and fix our eyes on Jesus. That is something that we have to do. And so as you are running your race, fix your eyes on Jesus. In Hebrews 12, 2, which we already read, it says fixing our eyes on Jesus, right? We are running our race and fixing our eyes on Jesus. It literally means here to look nowhere else. It means to just put off all distraction, to solely focus on the king. To not let yourself look to the right or left for, for a solution, but to focus on the king. And we have to do that as Christians. To live our best life, we have to lean on the one that we are one with. Hear me on that? To live our best life, we have to lean on the one, comma, that we are one with. It's a necessity. John 12, 26 says, whoever, saves, whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. See, if we focus on Christ, we make it to the finish line. We make it to the finish line because if our focus is on Christ, if we are with Christ, if we are living daily to deny ourselves and pick up our cross, then we are with Christ where Christ is at. And where is Christ at? Tells us in our scripture for today, at the right hand of the Father. So if you serve Christ, if you fixate on Christ, if you are one with Christ, you will be there too. That is good news. That's the best news. I would argue that it doesn't get better than that. But we must fix our eyes on Christ. We must finish our race and we must strive to be one with him. And here's the thing. It says at the end of John 12, 26, my father will honor the one who serves me. The prize is secured. The prize is secured. Would you run a race if you knew at the end of that race you were guaranteed the prize? Like, I mean, let's th- like Boston Marathon, New York Marathon, like the winner does get like a large, substantial sum of money. Would you run that race if they just say, hey, you run this race, you finish this race, you get the prize? Like I, listen, 26 miles is a long way, but if I'm crawling, I'm getting there, all right? For that type of change, so to speak. But the prize for the race that we run has been secured. Hebrews 12, 2, the verse that we just read where it tells us to persevere and run our race and keep our eyes on Christ goes on to say that Jesus is the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. Christ has perfected our faith. Our standing with God is solidified and secure because of what Christ has done. Because of what Christ has done. And our task is to just make it to the finish line. There's not style points. 
right? You made it, you get the prize. Christ has paved the road, he's paid the toll, and through him we are justified. There is a world-famous theologian, his name is Charles Spurgeon. If you've never read any of his work, I would suggest that you do so. Just read clips of his writings. He writes in like Old English, I think is what it's technically called. Uh, And so it's, I got to tell you, it's a mouthful, but the dude is brilliant. And this is what he says about what we're talking about with the prize being secured. Listen to Charles Spurgeon's words and listen, because I'm telling you, it's kind of thick. Remember, therefore, it is not thy hold on Christ that saves thee. It is Christ. It is not thy joy in Christ that saves thee. It is Christ. It is not even faith in Christ, though that be the instrument. It is Christ's blood and merits. Therefore, look not so much to thy hand with which thou art grasping Christ as to Christ. Look not to thy hope, but to Jesus, the source of thy hope. Look not to thy faith, but to Jesus, the author and finisher of thy faith. Keep thine eye simply on him. Let his death, his sufferings, his merits, his glories, his intercession be fresh upon thy mind. When thou wakest in the morning, look to him. When thou liest down at night, look to him. End quote. I'm going to read just that last chunk again. Keep thine eyes simply on him. Let his death, his sufferings, his merits, his glories, his intercession be fresh upon thy mind. When thou wakest in the morning, look to him. When thou liest down at night, look to him. Here's the thing. There's nothing we do. We don't earn it. Our character doesn't demand that we receive it. And it doesn't happen by chance. Christ won your prize for you. He has perfected our faith. He won the reward. He paved the way. He got the job done. And in your highs and in your lows, that fact remains the same. In those times in life where you are facing darkness and you feel like, I don't know how I'm going to push forward because I've been there. I don't know what my next steps are going to be. Run your race. Keep your eyes on Christ. And know that even when you don't feel worthy and you don't feel like it's possible, that prize has been won for you. And it doesn't get better than that. Last thing I'm going to leave with you, and if you hold on to anything, hold on to this. Let who he is determine who you will be. Let who Jesus is determine who you will be. We run our race. We fix our eyes on him. The prize is ours. We accomplish that task by letting who Christ is determine who we as people are going to be. Let's pray. God, I come to you right now. I thank you for this day. I thank you for your word and your message. God, I thank you for the reminder from me that it was today that you are always there, that the prize is secured, that regardless of how we may be feeling at any given point in time, 
God, you have solidified our faith. You have won our reward. And regardless of what we are facing, Lord, we must push through and cling to Jesus and keep our focus on Jesus. Knowing that if we just take the next step and then the next step and then the next step, that eventually there will be light at the end of that tunnel. And at the end of our race, there is a reward that has been secured for us through the blood and the merits of Christ alone. Help us to remember this fact in every situation. Help us to cling to this knowledge. Yes, when we are on the mountain, but also, God, when we are in the valley. Lord, we thank you for who you are and for who your son chose to be. God, we just pray that we will let who Christ is determine who we will be. We ask for this in Jesus' powerful name. Amen.